0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Magic Mike. Now, today in the hot seat, we have Adrian Swinsko. Welcome to my show, Adrian. Hey, Barath, Great to be here. So, Adrian, could you tell us more about your show Punk, C- Punk CX with Adrian Swinsko?
1: Well, it's uh, I guess I'm potentially on the ooh, the third... I think the third uh, version of the podcast is, I mean, the the, the podcast has been running continuously mm-hmm. for the last sort of 10 years. Right. Um, so I started podcasting in January, 2011. Wow. And so I was podcasting before it was cool. And now it's <laughs> sort of cool. And I'll probably still be podcasting way after it's no longer cool. I just like the format Um, and it's gone through various kind of name changes, but it, you know, in terms of continuous Mm -hmm. recording and episodes, I've recorded somewhere in the region of over 380 different episodes over the last sort of 10 years. And um, I guess the kind of thing I would say is that I've, I always approach it as being my podcast is my, if you like, my public research and development lab. That's, that's, what, that's what
0: it not, is. You know, 10 years is a very long time. Which it's, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've read this quote somewhere. I've read, I've read this fact somewhere. If you're doing anything for 10 years and beyond, you're considered an expert in that industry.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know about that. But I mean, <laughs> the, 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 what I want to say is like, I. I I do believe over the last sort of 10 years that, that podcasting has given me access to so many amazing sort of people. Uh, mm-hmm. It's allowed me to develop my own thinking, my own ideas, share ideas with different sort of people, meet different people. But it's, I fundamentally believe that podcasting has made me smarter.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Adrian, could it, let's walk through that 10 years of podcasting journey. What was your first microphone setup? and what is your current microphone setup that you use for your for your
1: programs oh, so initially i think i was doing it as a, in a very sort of diy fashion mm-hmm. um i was using like a you know just like a standard you know headphone mm-hmm. mic that you would use like on um that you would use as a like hands free on it for a mobile phone. I just plug it into my my laptop or record off my mm-hmm. you know, off my laptop. I d- we didn't have the the luxury of all these different sort of platforms. I was using I think right back in the day I was using a an application that I would plug into Skype. And it was called Ecamm Call Recorder. Call that, recorder. There you go. Yeah, and yeah, it's still yeah. around and it's still good. And that's and that was great. And you know, sometimes Skype was a little bit wobbly and things. Mm-hmm. And the, the and the quality wasn't wasn't kind of brilliant. But that's where I started. Um, mm-hmm. and then I was using an application that was sitting in the back of my blog. I think it was Blueberry at the time. Right. That I'd used for the longest time. And I had to figure out how I can serve that the the sound files into kind of Blueberry to be able to push it onto um, the, the blog and then think about out. syndicate it out to kind of Apple and all that registration that goes in the background. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a clue. What I was doing, you know, to start <laughs> with, I had to really figure it out, I am, you know, I know enough about technology and I've been enough for around enough of the, in, the internet since it can kind of like started that I, know enough to be dangerous and then know enough to, to go and figure things out, right? We have, but sometimes you have to dig around to find the answers and it's a bit trial mm-hmm. and error. So I got to that kind of point, I figured out a way of doing it and that was kind of great. Now, fast forward 12 years, uh, not 12 years, 10 years. And now the system I'm operating on is Right. Currently, I have a Mac Mini that's hardwired into the internet that I'm, you know, that I'm on. I have a, a blue, a Yeti blue microphone mm-hmm. um, setup. I have uh, I use some Lindy closed cup sort of headphones. Right, right. Um, I generally record off of. Uh, Zoom. I actually do use kind of Zoom as a platform more often than not to record, just because mm-hmm. I, I quite, you know quite like the audio um, and the the, the the some of the the functionality in the back end around noise mm. um, distortion effects and all those different sort of things. Um, but I no longer use an app in the back of my podcast, a, a, an app in the back of my blog to serve the podcast. What I used is I, a couple of years ago, I migrated to a platform called podcast.co mm-hmm. is my, uh, my, my podcast platform. And that took up, you know, and I was up to over 250 episodes. So I had to migrate a whole bunch of those over and then repurpose them re-release them and things. Um, but that platform serve, has done well because they also automate a whole bunch of the dissemination, syndication of um, of the podcast, sorts to different platforms, whether it's Spotify or Apple or Google or Acast or whatever it might be. Um, and it's always developing over time, and the analytics are, are you know are pretty good. Although I don't really pay that much attention to the analytics, but it also allows me to 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 copy like an embed code into <clears throat> the blog because uh, I do highlight write-ups. But okay. it will, also on the back of it, they, they, they have an automatic mm-hmm. transcription kind of engine, which allows me to capture notes, and then I can edit those down into kind of highlights. Mm-hmm. And so my journey is really, um, technically, it's, it's evolved. It's become less complicated as, the, as the, the space has become more sophisticated and the tools have become more sophisticated. I know there's all sorts of different things that people are doing um, differently to me. Um, i take the 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 path of least resistance to this mm-hmm. i know i've got friends that are very much like you kind of come from an audio engineer or their audiophile mm-hmm. sort of backgrounds and they use different things because they fuss and fret over the kind of the audio <laughs> quality and i'm a bit like as long as you can hear me and kind of hear my guest and it's it's um it's hmm. kind of in. Intra is clean and it's interesting and kind of it's got a le- the right level, right level of insight and energy and enthusiasm then you know what i'm not fussed you know mm-hmm. my belief is that the the, the the gains that you would make on the audio side over um are outweighed by kind of the the, the focus on content and my, my hypothesis has always been if i make the content and the conversation as interesting and engaging and energetic enthusiastic as I can in the space that I, that I, that that I focus on, Mm. then that's going to override any sort of like, you know, incremental improvements on the audio quality. So,
0: um, in a way I, if I could put it in this way, it's like, Focusing more on the content rather than the audio quality. I mean, have a decent audio quality, but... Oh, yeah, of course. Focus, focusing more on the um, audio, uh, mm-hmm. focusing more on the content in that yeah. sense. That's that's what matters mm-hmm. for audio.
1: Yeah, completely. Because, I mean, the, 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 the way that I approach things is mm-hmm. that I believe that... I think, like I said to you before, is that my podcast has always been... Um, my I've considered it always considered it my, my, my R and D lab that mm-hmm. but I'm doing development in public and I'm just, I'm having conversations with the people and just allowing people to listen in and, mm-hmm. and then, and giving people a platform with which to share their stories and their ideas and their innovations and, and the good practice and all that sort of, that, all that sort of stuff. And that's the thing that I'm focused on is about sharing stories and learning and disseminating kind of things. And, um, I've consistently tried to improve the audio. Mm -hmm. I must add, um, the, the thing that I use at the background to try and edit out as much as possible, the software platform there I use, I use audacity. Right. Okay. As a recording thing. So I do the recording. So I put, you know, the intros and the, 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 and I'll take out some of the the ums and the ahs as much as possible, or I'll try and kind of like modulate some of the sound if it, if it needs be, Mm -hmm. um, but generally, that's the that you know that's kind of what I kind of do. If I focus on the content and pay mind to the audio and the quality, mm-hmm. I think that I generally come out with a decent product. So you actually do it all
0: yourself in that sense, from recording to editing to everything in that. Yeah. sense?
1: Yeah, I mean it's nice. um, because it, for me it's part of the investment in the learning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And the technical aspects of it is I've got better at it. I've got more efficient at it. But mm-hmm. I think that if I set up the the, the the podcast, if I arrange it, I kind of do an intro call to explore chemistry and land on topics. I kind of then put together some draft and guide questions that act as not necessarily a Q and A format, but as a map to guide the conversation that I can then share with my guests that gives them a heads up about what I want to talk about, what I want to explore. And then they become, they come prepared. And then the, we can just have at it mm-hmm. and it becomes a bit of a a rummage around a topic area, right? Which right. given that we've got this map that we can then go down a rabbit hole, but then mm-hmm. know what we're coming back to as it were. Mm-hmm. And that allows me to manage the, both the content, and also the time, but um, I don't have a necessarily a set time for these interviews. But it allows me to let things kind of flow and, and and actually anchor myself in terms of I know where 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 we're going and where we kind of like want to get to.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. You know, a key factor to any podcast is actually a promotion, a promotion strategy, or maybe a promotion tool, or you know, the promoting your show. That
1: that plays a huge part. Yeah, how do you actually promote your show in that sense? So, I my my podcast is so primarily it sits on my my blog, mm-hmm. um, and through the platforms that I use, it gets syndicated out to Apple and to Google and to Spotify and to all the other major podcasts kind of platforms, and it gets done kind of like that automatically. Got it. But on my kind of like on my blog, I also include written highlights. So my podcast doesn't just sit as an audio interview that you have mm-hmm. to listen to. It also comes with an author picture and bio and sort of in, in, introduction, but also kind of like some of the highlights that I've gone through. Mm-hmm. That so it becomes like a a post as well as an interview, an audio interview. Um, mm-hmm. I then. Um, we'll promote that on Twitter, and then I'll promote that on, um, on, on LinkedIn as well, and sometimes on Instagram, but more often than not, it's just kind of Twitter and, and, and LinkedIn. Now, over the years, my blog and my social following has kind of grown such that I get a bunch of kind of attention, but also because I share that with my the people that I have uh, guests um and the podcast in itself it's not it's not massive but i think it's well respected in in the in 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 the in the area and given the the amount of time it's kind of gone that people promote that kind of too and it sits Mm -hmm. and it kind of gathers kind of like um um it it gathers traction traction Traction. and interest and so people can delve into the archives and all those different different things it's uh, a friend of mine once um described me he said he said I, he says, I wonder at uh, the, your consistency in doing this for like, you've been doing this for over 10 years. He calls me the Samuel Pepys of the kind of a, the, the customer experience. And Samuel Pepys was a was a noted parliamentarian in, in, in UK history, but he was also a diarist, almost right. like a, a citizen historian. And so in many ways I am kind of almost like telling the story of the evolution of customer experience. Almost, and possibly the future of customer experience uh, on an ongoing kind of basis, and so it becomes a, almost like a public archive, mm-hmm. in many ways, and that's what I'm, I, you know, that's what I'm um, sort of developing. And so I, I just enjoy it because I enjoy the the art and the craft of it, but at the at the very heart of it, I enjoy learning about what's going on around me.
0: So it's actually more like a learning tool in that sense.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, well, so the way I think about it, my podcast is like these four intersecting sets, as it were. It is research and development. It's learning and development. It's networking. And it's indirect marketing and branding. Okay. Okay. And so all those things all fit together. And so my podcast sits at the sweet spot of that, is that I get to do research and development in public. I get to do my own learning and development in public. I get to network and be introduced to these amazing sort of people because I've got a platform that I'm willing to share their stories and explore their stories on. But because through association, it also allows me to – indirectly kind of market and brand myself because I get associated with all these different people and all these different sort of things. So It's it's a a beautiful confluence of all these different things. So it's like, it's like a perfect,
0: um, what do I call it? A perfect marriage in that sense.
1: Well, it's, 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 it it becomes, it's an emergent thing, right? Uh, I had no grand plan of that. I just thought I'm interested in this stuff. I'm just going to do it. And it's, it, I, I tell you I've 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 been able to meet some fabulous fabulous people and uh, learn some amazing things and get exposed to some stuff and mm-hmm. you know as I say it's not the biggest platform it doesn't have the most listeners and things it's very niche it's very specialized but it has reputation and it mm-hmm. has reputation because it's been around for such a long time yeah a- and and, it, and and it and it shares all these kind of like th- these stories and and now it's got this fresh if you like branding element of it, of it cuz i call it punk cx now and yeah, i've yeah. done for the last for the last couple of years and that's related yeah. to a book i wrote called punk cx which yeah. allows me to explore i the hypothesis was that i got frustrated with the state of the experience space that, and that's the customer experience space that's that that i the space that i explore and mm-hmm. i thought that a punk taking more of a punk approach to customer experience would maybe more effective given the 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 underwhelming rate of improvement that was happening in this space mm-hmm. and and so you can see i know this is audio but in the, you can see on the videos these are some of the visuals from the book yep yeah and um, yep. and so it's quite a colorful sort of thing and i allows me that sort of breadth to sort of explore this and sort of add a bit of different personality to it, but in, itself, in of itself, it also makes people think, go, Ooh, what's that? And that, 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 becomes attractive to people.
0: It's nice. It's nice. Adrian, you know, 10 years is, is it's a really long time to actually continuously do a podcasting show and to not actually sort of like skip a beat, skip a beat. That's like amazing. But I'm pretty sure you would have faced some challenges along the way. You are still probably facing some challenges. What what are those challenges? What's that one main challenge
1: as a podcaster you face? The one continuous one Mm -hmm. is when it's, it's keeping up the commitment. And keeping up the commitment even when you don't necessarily see immediate results and it's like a continuous investment with mm-hmm. no particular payback period mm-hmm. and you do you have to keep reminding yourself that this is this is what you want to do and this this works and this is the year investment in your in, in, in yourself so that's kind of one thing and i don't i don't, um, I don't falter from that very often um, but every now and again my motivation sort of ebbs and flows a little bit and I think that's just natural. you just have to realize that sometimes you just get a bit tired, right? <laughs> and you just go, oh, crumbs. And then you have to like, pick yourself up and get on with it and keep going and, and, and maintain the enthusiasm. Because sometimes you're gonna be like, I'm gonna have a, a great series of guests and that's all brilliant. And then all of a sudden you get, you got kind of a drop to, yeah, it feels slightly average for a while. And then you can pick it up again, or yeah. you get lucky and it, pick, and it ebbs and flows, it goes up and down. So you just have to just kind of push through and keep going. Mm-mm. And then the one sort of fear, and it's happened to me uh, a couple of times, is it sits in the background, and that is that every now and again you have to realise that you're going to have a technology meltdown. Okay. And, excuse my language. It shit just happens sometimes. Yeah. Technology <laughs> fails, <laughs> and that could be in interview or it could be in the background. In terms of um, things just break. And I remember that one of the reasons I had to migrate to my my new platform is because there was a problem in the back end of my, my blog and the kind of the app that I was kind of using and the up the the because I operate on WordPress, the, the the WordPress update and the sync with the with the app and it all just got blown out. Don't and it meant know. that all of my kind of like episodes couldn't be um, served on my kind of like site and I didn't know where they were at. And so I was a bit like, oh, so that was a this massive oh, like spaceship yeah. just landed. And I was like, oh, I need to move to something. It was like the approach that I'd been working on for the last kind of few years was almost like all cobbled together and held together with mm-hmm. duct tape. Um, and then it just broke. And I thought I need to move to something which is a bit more sustainable. You know, I was using this app and using AWS to kind of host something and then serve it in. And and then it just all, the the Mm -hmm. app connections just broke. And that forced me to move to, to find a new uh, platform and then podcast.co kind of like um, showed up and I was like, that looks great. I'm going to, I'm going to try that. And then I had to take all of the episodes and all that and just upload them to sure, that. Yeah. And then, and then reserve them back onto my, uh, my blog. And that just, I just, I had to do it in batches and it took me, it took me weeks to actually kind of to, to, to do it in batches, but it was the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was required. And I know that, there's nothing uncertain with it with, with with technology, but I would say if I have one piece of advice for anybody who's doing that, doing this and is going to do it for for a while, is yes, you can use different um, platforms to serve the things. The most important thing that you that you need to, to remember. Is to, is to always make sure that you have saved copies of your audio files somewhere else. Yes, yes. Because if you don't have that, you ain't got nothing when something goes down. I mean, especially, with, you may think like it's uploaded in the server because I have came across <laughs> this.
0: You may think it's like uploaded in the server and all that, but when, like you say, <laughs> shit happens. Mm-hmm. You don't know what happens to the file. You don't know where the file gone. So it's always good to have a backup. Yeah, it's always I mean, good to have a
1: backup. You could you could be on a platform and it, uh, and then it says, oh, yeah, it's all backed up and everything else. But there's a point, and this is maybe just me and my own neuroses and things. What happens if that company and that platform and everything else just falls down? Yeah. If you don't have another rec- Uh, version of the recording saved somewhere as a backup then you're lost because you don't have anywhere else to go and so it's almost about having like distributed security and resilience that you have to think about it but the audio file is the absolute key because if you don't have that then you don't have a podcast interview anymore
0: it is very important to have backups it's absolutely important in my opinion Mm -hmm. like I practice this. I actually save my file on Dropbox. Mm-hmm. And I also save it like know, on the server in that sense. So there's actually a couple of options. Yeah. So if anything happens on the server, I have it on Dropbox. If anything happens to the Dropbox, I have it on the server.
1: Yeah. And I,
0: also same. Save, I actually save the edit uh, raw files. Yeah. I know it takes up space, but I, I still keep those because it matters. It really matters. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, um, uh, Adrian. Adrian. If there's just one app or one tool that, you know, that would solve your challenge, any challenge, and this magical app, you know, you, you get your wish, one wish, one wish to actually sort of solve your challenge. What app or what tool would that be?
1: That's a really good question. I don't have an answer for that. Um, I think I've been at it for such a long time. I think I've come to a steady state in terms of how I want to do it that doesn't mean to say i'm not open to new things because i don't know what i don't know as it were um somebody made me a- aware of a um an in conversation transcription sort of engine right now so they they were using a thing i think it's a plug into zoom that you can use called otter.ai all right okay yeah I um, and i was a bit like Do I need that, given that I've got these kind of guide questions that I operate sort of from, Mm -hmm. um, because some of this stuff that's going on in the periphery where you end up kind of watching kind of the transcription, as it it were. Mm -hmm. For me, I think that's a distraction. Um, And I actually really like just really focusing in on the conversation and not having all this other stuff going on. So. I think it's a neat idea, but I looked at it and I thought, hmm, I don't think I'm going to use that, but I actually don't know. I really don't know what I don't know. That's obvious. That's stating the obvious. But I'm open to the possibility of somebody coming up with something and I go, Oh, that'd be cool. But I don't know what that thing is right now because I don't really have any serious frustrations. Um, now, if somebody could have like had an automated kind of like made an automated app that could do automated editing and spot the, the spot the, the slightly elongated pauses or the ums and the ahs and then automatically mm-hmm. strip them out of a recording and do it like an automated or editing kind of piece of software. That'd be cool.
0: I think that app is called Descript. Descript, <laughs> Descript- okay. does that. Okay. That's quite interesting. Because you're not the first person to actually say that, um, you know, um, filler words are a problem, gaps are a problem. But I've used Descript, and Descript sort of solves that issue. From from what I see, the only issue to me with Descript is when you actually automate the process. It sort of sounds like a very cut up. It's a very chopped up well, um, audio. And
1: that, and that is that is the risk when you can using an early version of something because if it doesn't, yeah, yeah. if the technology doesn't understand. How it, the broad rhythm and tone and cadence of conversations that you have.
0: It sounds, and all it does, yeah. it takes
1: a very template approach to something. But
0: then it's faster than, you know, manually going through like audition and all that because I have it, I have it on a transcript. So it, it transcribes the audio and it sort of like finds the filler words, finds the gaps. So I actually manually just cut it out um, mm-hmm. wherever it needs to be. So that's been really grateful. The script has been Great in that sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I can more.
1: I can see that. I mean, I'll I'll I will take a look at that. I'm slightly, I'm slightly nervous about the, about the um the early versions of things. New app, yeah. I um, think they have been around for quite some,
0: a couple of years. Right, three, 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 four years. I, I mean,
1: I think if you could uh, if you could upload a whole, um, bunch of interviews to their system. Or they could, it could, you could point them to a whole bunch of interviews, and it could um, learn about how you conduct things, and then it could adjust its settings to understand your tone and the cadence and everything else, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then adapt its kind of algorithm to respond to that. Now, there are other apps that do things like, like for example, have you ever used Grammarly? I've came across it, but I've not used it. So Grammarly is just more of a, uh, a text editing yeah. sort of thing. It checks your grammar and so on and so forth. But what it yeah. also does when you continue to use it, it recognizes a change in tone Ah, okay. over time. And it starts to learn about all of that. And so I think if you do that sort of idea and then translated that into the, the audio space, that could be quite interesting.
0: This is a first. This is quite interesting because I don't think we've covered about show notes because show notes actually play a huge part. The SEO actually plays a huge part in getting your podcast discovered. Mm-hmm. And actually integrating something like Grammarly into this kind of uh, podcast show notes, that's quite interesting to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think th- th- there's there's some stuff in, in there. I mean, I know the folks that. Are- Grammarly and I use Grammarly in, uh, as a, as an app, just when I'm just generally writing, I don't use it with show notes. I just, I use it just when I'm mm-hmm. generally writing just to have a, an automated sort of check on things, um, in terms of grammar and use of passive voice and structure mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Um, but if you could, if that, if that could translate into the, into an audio dimension, that that could be quite that interesting, be interesting. But, but I don't think that that's available
0: right now. I, I think it's just going to come. It's going to come soon because there's so many trans. There's so many transformation in this podcasting space. Mm-hmm. Maybe Clubhouse, Descript, as I mentioned. Maybe Ophonic, which is like an audio editing tool. Um, you know, there's so many transformation coming up, and I, I think it's just going to make podcasting easier for podcasters. It's mm-hmm. just going to be easy. Um. You know, coming to the last question as a final question that I ask all my guests. Sure. What did you,
1: what did you have
0: for breakfast this morning, Adrian?
1: I had a. I had a ham and cheese croissant. Wonderful, <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs>
0: Adrian this has been a very insightful and you know it's been a very uh thought-provoking chat that I had with you you know it shows the 10 years experience um, how you did it all yourself and you know not skipping a beat and keeping the process consistent and changing when you needed to you know that adaptation not everybody can do that but adapting quick and just making sure it sustains mm-hmm. creating that sustainability I, I think that's the key and you know, I, I hope the listeners had a good, insightful listen to this as well, and I hope you had a great time being on Magic Mike as well, Elijah.
1: it has been an absolute pleasure. I'm, I'm, I'm um, I am i i do not often get a chance to talk about what I've learned over the last sort of ten years in doing podcasts because it's almost like I feel like I've been doing it in my own little shed, mm-hmm. you know, by myself for a while. Um, but I tend, you know, as I said, I use podcasting as a way to explore this space that I'm interested in. But so I don't get very often get an opportunity to talk about podcasts in 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 general so um it's that's been interesting it's you know and 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 i'm 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 happy to help and so thank you for asking me to 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 be on your show awesome thank you adrian all right take care